If I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons. You get a pardon. And you get a pardon. And you get a pardon. Everybody gets a pardon. Congratulations, insurrectionists. Yep. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. We're also heard in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN. Palinville, New York's WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFZ. Down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ. Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX. Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the Internet, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. Welcome to the Bradcast, helping to make you, hoping to make you and me Moderately smarter five days a week. Uh, hi, Desi Doyen. <laughs> hi. We Speaking do our of best. moderately smarter. Moderately. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, and Jose, I'm having a little trouble hearing myself speak. Not that uh, we're good. All right. All right. He says I'm good. Not that I need to hear myself. I've heard myself. I'm not crazy about it. Anyway, uh, as we like to do when possible, which these days is not frequently as frequently as I would like, we will start off today uh, with some quick, good, or at least encouraging news before everything goes south thereafter. Uh, though I will tell you right now, we haven't been able to open the phones uh, here for a few weeks for various reasons, and now, no, that's sounding crunchy, and now I can't hear myself at all. So I guess we, we're we going from bad to worse here. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, yes, oh, we're going to open the phones, but for the problems we've been having here lately, hopefully we've got things worked out now. Um, we will find out if that new tech on the phones is working at all. And I hope to uh, be able to take your calls on them if they are working. If there's anything you wish to discuss today as we begin another uh, busy week of programs and and uh, both new and continuing nightmares, no doubt. No, I, I can't hear anything at all, Des. You'll have to tweak those uh, that amplifier thing and, and see if that comes in. I will trust that what I'm saying makes some sort of sense. 
Does it ever? Uh, anyway, like I said, uh, so our phones will be 818-985-5735 if they're working, if you want to ring in and or queue up early. We will uh, begin with that good-ish news, as promised, because this is something I mentioned on last week's show when we uh, discussed this that I, I'd hoped would happen. After the snowflakes of the McMinn County, Tennessee school doubled down on their uh, right-wing, right-wing cancel culture by voting 10 to 0 to ban Art Spiegelman's Pulitzer Prize-winning iconic graphic novel, Mouse, A Survivor's Tale, from the 8th grade school curriculum in that county. The book, uh, characterizing Jews as mice and Nazis as cats, documenting Spiegel's father's survival uh, at a Nazi concentration camp and his mother's suicide. That book was banned, as the school board claimed, to uh, due to rough language and pictures of people hanging and such, which they didn't think the school should be, quote, promoting. Yes, seriously, as if the uh, documenting the horrors of the Holocaust by a survivor and his son is somehow promoting these things. Anyway, as noted last week, uh, I mentioned that I had hoped the upside of all of this would be that a lot more people would become familiar with this book due to the McMinn County School Board's absurd decision to ban the book from their classrooms. That's what That was my hope, hoping that something good came out of all of this. And that does now appear to have happened. Bigly. Uh, Award-winning graphic novel Mouse by Art Spiegelman, which depicts the atrocities experienced by Jews imprisoned in Nazi concentration camps, topped Amazon's bestseller list over the weekend. As of Monday morning, the complete Mouse, that's the collection that includes both the first book, Mouse, A Survivor's Tale, and the equally compelling Mouse 2, and Here My Troubles Began. Uh, that held the number two spot among Amazon's bestsellers in books over the weekend. And Mouse One, the first book, um, was also the number three bestselling book on Amazon on its own. So as I noted last week, I believe uh, both books are the only full graphic novel that I've ever read in my life from beginning to end because they were so compelling and horrifying and, yes, at times very funny, actually. Um, and as I noted, as a, as a Jew myself raised uh, amid many reminders of the last time his horrific fascism rose in an otherwise civilized nation, uh, the Mouse books actually offered me perhaps the most powerful and engaging and insightful illustration of the Nazi atrocities that I had personally experienced uh, in my life. So, uh, yes, I do recommend the books. Uh, in the category of uh, comics and graphic novels, four editions of Mouse in hardcover and paperback versions were in the top five bestsellers on Amazon as of Monday. So there's some good news for you, Desi Doyen. Uh, see, we always try to start out with something something encouraging. 
That may be about all we have. What little we can get, we will take. We'll take it. Uh, according to the minutes, as, as you may have heard of the McMinn County School Board meeting last week, members claim to be concerned about profanity and images depict, depicting nudity in the book. The nudity, as Spiegelman noted uh, in response to this madness, was a small drawing of his mother nude in a bathtub after she had slashed her wrists. Uh, Spiegelman expressed his disgust with the move to ban the book during a series of media interviews. He was kind of baffled by all of this and decried the school board's uh, vote as Orwellian, which I would say so, given that Nazis, of course, were famous for banning books. So banning a book about Nazis who ban books, yeah, kind of Orwellian. He also offered uh, gratitude for his book, having a second life as an anti-fascist tool. During an interview with The Washington Post last week, Spiegelman acknowledged to The Post that the Tennessee school board's vote uh, is not an anomaly. He said there is, quote, at least one part of our political spectrum that seems to be very enthusiastic about banning books. He warned it's a harbinger of things to come, noting uh, this is a red alert. It's not just how dare they deny the Holocaust. They will deny anything. And boy, howdy, is he right? Uh, Mouse is among the growing number of books that school boards across the country have moved to um, uh, to to remove uh, from uh, libraries and curricula or outright ban. Many of the books being yanked from schools depict the experiences of marginalized people in Texas, for example, the Republican chair of a powerful House a state House committee has demanded that the school ban some 850 books due to references to race, gender or sexuality that might, quote, make students feel discomfort, poor dears. But that's what comes of right wing snowflake cancel culture, I guess. Uh, got thoughts on any of this? I, I, have you read Mouse as I have and as millions of school children have? To learn about the Holocaust since it was published and won the Pulitzer back in uh, 1992 it was the first graphic novel to ever have done so. Might be the only one. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. Um, but what happened in te- last week in Tennessee is not an anomaly. That's the point. It is not just 10 crazy right-wing school board members on the McMinn County uh, uh, School Board. It's it, this is actually now happening all over the country. And you've got, for example, newly and not just among school boards, newly sworn in Republican Virginia governor Glenn Youngkin. He made targeting the teaching of systemic racism in Virginia, of all places, the home of the Confederacy. He made that a central pillar of his uh, of his campaign. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott has directed the Texas Education Agency to produce statewide standards banning, quote, obscene content, unquote, in public schools and to investigate, quote, pornographic materials in public schools. Florida's Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, is also getting in on the game as the Republican Party is making book banning, yes, book banning, an apparently central plank of their entire party structure as we head towards this year's midterms and the 2024 presidential elections. So good luck with that. Speaking of denying anything... 
and rising right-wing fascism. As Donald Trump's uh, former head of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency tweeted on Sunday night, quote, in the last 24 hours, the former president, one, floated pardons for January 6th defendants to encourage civil unrest if he is indicted in Georgia or New York. And three, once again confirmed he pressured Pence to overturn a lawful election. He's radicalizing his base to be his personal brown shirts, said Trump's own head of CISA over the weekend. Correct, Chris Krebs. During a rally over the weekend in Conroe, Texas, Trump said that if elected to a new term as president, he would consider pardoning those prosecuted for attacking the U.S. Capitol on January 6th last year. And another thing we'll do, and so many people have been asking me about it, if I run and if I win, we will treat those people from January 6th fairly. We will treat them fairly. And if it requires pardons, we will give them pardons because they are being treated so unfairly. Yes, so unfairly. The people who attacked hundreds of police, injuring and hospitalizing about 140 of them, spraying them with mace, uh, bear spray, beating them with weapons, tasing them with their own tasers during a deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol to try and steal the 2020 election. They're being treated so unfairly. That, by the way, leading to the deaths of nine people, including several police officers who took their own lives following the worst assault on the U.S. Capitol since the War of 1812. Yes, those people are being treated so unfairly, Donald Trump. So, yeah, if he was allowed to become president again, he would pardon those violent attackers who hoped to steal a presidential election to undermine democracy itself and prevent the peaceful transfer of power for the first time in the United States. Trump did not uh, condemn those people. He promised to pardon them. The promise to consider pardons is the furthest uh, Mr. Trump has gone in expressing support for the January 6th defendants, according to The New York Times today. As president, of course, he pardons scores of his supporters and former aides, including Michael Flynn, his first national security advisor. Flynn had twice pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. He admitted he lied to the FBI twice, and yes, he was pardoned for that by Donald Trump. He was among many that Trump pardoned on his way out the door, including Steve Bannon, his former campaign strategist and White House advisor who was charged with defrauding donors to a privately funded effort to build the wall along the Mexican border. Yes, Steve Bannon was stealing money from Trump's own supporters just as Trump does every day, of course. And for that, Steve uh, Bannon was pardoned by that uh, disgraced former president. During the same weekend rally in Conroe, Texas this weekend, um, the uh, former president also called on his supporters to mount large protests in Washington, D.C. and in Atlanta and in New York if prosecutors in those cities who are investigating him and his businesses for all manner of fraud, if they took action against them, if they indicted him. If he's indicted, he made clear 
you know, for actual demonstrable felony offenses, his supporters should take to the streets in support of him. That's your law and order Republican Party and their support for law enforcement that they still pretend to care about even after five cops died following Trump's incited attack on the U.S. Capitol. Because some of the prosecutors coming after him are black, by the way. Trump has now decided to describe their criminal investigations of him as racist. Seriously. And that they are only coming after him because they want to come after all of his nice supporters. They're his nice white supporters. That's what he actually said in Conroe, Texas. The outrageous civil and criminal harassment in New York and Atlanta of a person known as Donald Trump. Have you ever heard of him? For years, they've been going after my company, many years, using every trick in the book in an attempt to literally, if they can, put me in jail. They want to put me in jail. These prosecutors are vicious, horrible people. They're racists, and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me, they're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. If these radical, vicious, racist prosecutors do anything wrong or illegal, I hope we are going to have in this country the biggest protest we have ever had in Washington, D.C., in New York, in Atlanta, and elsewhere. Following those remarks at the rally, uh, NBC News confirmed today Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis, who's investigating Trump's conspiracy to steal the election in Georgia. Uh, she is now asking the FBI for security help that a day after Trump told his supporters to hold the biggest protests we've ever had in cities with prosecutors who are investigating him. As to the third point that Krebs made in his tweet uh, describing Trump uh, confirming once again that the uh, that he pressured Pence to overturn the lawful election. Uh, that was in response to this statement released by Trump late on Sunday. Um, he, it's a statement he released denouncing this bipartisan effort in Congress right now to rewrite the Electoral Count Act of 1887. That's the century-old, incredibly poorly and vaguely written law uh, that Trump and his allies attempted to misinterpret in their failed effort to steal the election by trying to persuade Vice President Mike Pence to throw out legitimate, certified Electoral college results that found Joe Biden won the election in hopes in order to declare Trump as the president for a second term, one that he lost. Anyway, um, that I've, I've discussed on this program before. That is my recurring nightmare, frankly, that I see no way to prevent as the laws are currently written. If the GOP decides that they want to act in bad faith the next time we have an election in order to steal it, whether it's the next time or the time after or the time after, with the laws that we currently have and with the way the Constitution is written, there is really no way to stop them from doing so. Not short of rewriting that old, terrible and vaguely written statute, the Electoral Count Act. So on Sunday, Trump's uh, statement 
<laughs> in response to this bipartisan effort to uh, to rewrite the ECA, Trump said, quote, if the vice president, Mike Pence, has absolutely no right to change to change the presidential election results in the Senate, despite fraud and many other irregularities. I should note there remains zero evidence of either fraud or irregularities right now, nor was there any in January of 2021. If he has that right, how come the Democrats and rhino Republicans like wacky Susan Collins are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of the election? Trump said actually what they are saying is that Mike Pence did have the right to change the outcome and they uh, now want to take that right away. Unfortunately, he didn't exercise that power, said Trump. He could have overturned the election. So he's not talking about uh, checking to make sure there was fraud. Uh, he's not talking about questioning if this, uh, the slates of electors were the, the legitimate ones chosen by the people of, of the various states. He's talking about changing the outcome of the election. Those are his words. He's talking about overturning the election. Those are his words from his statement. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He didn't say anything about uh, this, uh, this this concept that, oh, you know, Pence, they are saying that Pence has the right to do it. And actually, no, they're not saying that. They just recognize that any bad faith actor can take advantage of that opportunity and shouldn't. And that should be taken care of in the law. As uh, TPM notes, uh, Trump's screed shatters the paper thin defense that some of his allies had uh, invoked when they were claiming that the ex-president and his crew were just trying to get to the bottom of the voter fraud. No, they were trying to get Mike Pence to change the results, period. Can we stop pretending otherwise? Can we stop pretending that they were trying to reverse results, undermine results? They were trying to steal an election, period. So uh, what are these uh, bipartisan uh, senators now actually doing in the U.S. Senate? As noted, the Electoral Count Act or ECA of 1889, that was the law that Trump and his gang tried to exploit, tried to bastardize in order to claim that the vice president could simply declare any election results that he wants on January 6th. It's a, you know, a purposeful, exploited misreading of the ECA and of the Constitution uh, that's what this discredited attorney, John Eastman, you've heard about. He has pleaded the fifth now about 150 times to the House January 6th committee, along with a bunch of others, Mike Flynn, Sidney Powell, Steve Bannon, Rudy Giuliani. They were all trying to get Mike, Mike Pence to go along with this reading of the Electoral Count Act that Trump believes could have been used at a whim by any whoever happens to be the vice president. Did you hear that, Kamala Harris? If you don't like the results in 2024, you, on your own, Kamala, are more than willing to simply throw out the results and declare whoever you want to be the winner as the winner. So uh, what's going on here on that? Well, uh, Politico has a scoop today. The bipartisan uh, Senate group trying to strike a deal to overhaul the Electoral Count Act is adding to its mission uh, as it tries to ensure that another January 6th doesn't happen, they are adding a new legal process to ensure no rogue slates of electors come to Washington, D.C. 
and declare themselves to be the electors. In addition to clarifying that the vice president has no authority to ignore electoral states, uh, raising the bar for the number of lawmakers needed to protest slates. Currently, just one senator and one member of the House is needed to force a debate on each and every state if they want. Uh, And they're working to uh, protect election workers who, as we discussed in detail last week, uh, hundreds of them have been targeted with violent threats from Trump supporters. So they're trying to work that out as well. The group is considering a legal process now that would rely on a federal judge who could quickly litigate if there were any discrepancies about who won in any particular state. But this is my um, this is my recurring nightmare. You know, that I've gone over and over in my head. We've talked about it on the show a little bit, but I've gone over it dozens of times. There is right now no actual way to prevent a bad faith GOP from stealing a presidential election. No, no way to prevent, I should say, a bad faith Democratic Party from stealing an election either if they decide they wish to do so given the way that the current ECA and the Constitution is now written. Nobody ever really thought of this because nobody thought that anybody would dare to be so brazen to simply lie about who won a presidential election. Yeah, I think we found out through the Trump administration that so much of our government rests upon good faith efforts and norms that no one would ever defy because it would be so shameful to do so, unpatriotic, un-American. But we are finding out so much of that is uh, unfortunately not, not in the law. No, it's not. And uh, so there is a group working on that. They hadn't wanted to work on it previously because they were working on the Critical uh, Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. And they didn't want this to be used by the uh, Republicans or by Democrats Joe Manchin or Kirsten Sinema as a substitute for those things. Those things, however, help people to vote. They, uh, you know, bar uh, uh, partisan gerrymandering in all 50 states. They bar dark money in campaigns and so forth. They're really, really, really critical. They restore uh, Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act. They're really important bills. But, you know, even if everyone who wants to vote gets to vote, and even if their votes are counted as cast, if a state legislature can simply say, you know what, Uh, we don't uh, care for that. Uh, We don't care for who won uh, Georgia. We're going to vote for the electors for the other guy. If a state legislature can do that, or if a vice president can do that on January 6th, or if members of Congress can simply vote for whoever they want, well, yes, democracy lost. Um, All right. um, So that effort is moving forward. We'll talk more about that in the days ahead. And and if you've got thoughts on that, 818-985-985. 573-5818-985-KPFK. I got one more story I want to get to, then we'll take a quick break, and we will come back uh, with your calls for the rest of the hour. Uh, uh, This is just um, libertarian-ish and more and more right-wing-ish every day. Podcast host Joe Rogan defended himself on Sunday for flooding the nation with disinformation about COVID-19 and about vaccines. Uh, He vowed to, quote, try harder 
to offer more balance on his podcast. Balance, Des, there'll be balance on the podcast. That's not what we need. We don't need balance. We need facts. Uh, He's going to offer more balance on the podcast in his first public response to the growing protest uh, facing Spotify over the COVID-19 misinformation that uh, Rogan has been uh, circulating and propagandizing to millions of viewers and listeners, likely resulting in tens of thousands of unnecessary deaths. Thanks, Joe. Great job. Good use of your microphone, you idiot. But uh, now he's going to offer more balance, so it should be fine on his podcast. You know, balance like Fox News or that time that C-SPAN actually, and this is true, you can look it up, C-SPAN actually had Holocaust deniers on their air to balance a conversation about the six million Jews who were killed in Nazi concentration camps. Seriously, look it up. They really did that years ago, just after Fox News came out with their fair and balanced slogan and were criticizing the rest of the media for not being balanced. That's what balance gets you. So hundreds of thousands of epidemiologists and infectious disease experts the world over say that COVID can kill you and that vaccines can save your life. But a few dozen who aren't actually experts say otherwise. So we will balance the unlevel playing field for the bad guys by pretending that it's all legitimate. It's balanced. Who knows what the truth is? Rogan's comments came after the Spotify streaming service announced that it would add a content advisory to any podcast episode that discusses the coronavirus. Yes, you heard that right. If a Spotify, a Spotify podcast offers legitimate information on the virus from real experts, real doctors with real independently verifiable studies... Those will also come under the content advisory. So again, hey, who knows which facts are the real ones? Thanks, Spotify. Great job. All of this comes in response to several musicians led first by the great Neil Young, who said that they were uh, pulling their music from the platform because of the failure to take action against the spread of falsehoods about vaccines. Joe Rogan, uh, Spotify's star uh, podcaster who is angling to be the new Rush Limbaugh, frankly, after signing a $100 million contract, (laughs) uh, giving the uh, service uh, exclusive rights to his show. He's been at the center, of course, of this growing backlash as he lies more and more each day. Rogan responded in a 10-minute video that he posted on Instagram saying that he would, quote, do my best to make sure I've researched these topics. Why start now, Joe? And, quote, he would try harder to get people with differing opinions on his show. By differing opinions, do you mean ones that are based on actual science, Joe? His show reaches an estimated 11 million listeners per episode. The exact number of people who have been sickened or killed from his irresponsible use of his microphone remains unknown at this time, but boy howdy do I hear from a lot of them. He said, uh, quote, I'm not trying to promote uh, misinformation. I'm trying. I'm not trying to be controversial. I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. Well, sure. And I suspect I could earn 
a $100 million contract, if I had interesting conversations about stuff with people who are liars, we could talk about stuff that's total BS, Joe. That's easy. People do like that stuff. So why should you have any responsibility to do the right thing and prevent people from dying unnecessarily by listening to those interesting conversations that you need to have to misinform America during the worst pandemic in 100 years? But Rogan said he's going to try to uh, carry uh, balance out those more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives. Uh, So uh, Neil Young demanded that his music be removed from the service last week unless the service removed uh, Joe Rogan. He said Spotify can have Rogan or Young, not both. On Wednesday, Spotify agreed to move Neil Young's music. Other artists, including Joni Mitchell, have uh, since sought to follow suit. She she wrote uh, in a post on her website on Friday, quote, irresponsible people are spreading lies that are costing people's lives. I stand in solidarity with Neil Young and the global scientific and medical communities on this issue, she wrote. So do we. Nils Lofgren, the Bruce Springsteen guitarist, he also became the latest to pull his work from the Spotify uh, service as well. Well, good for them. And shame, frankly, on Spotify for abusing the Constitution's protection of free speech to make money by helping to kill people. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. You got a thought on any of that? Love to hear from you as well on that or anything else we discussed today or even anything else that we have in 818-985-KPFK is my phone number. Quick break and we are back with your calls. I'm Brad Friedman and you are listening to the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Yes, Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, where was I? Where wa- I'm about to get to your calls. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, by the way, in his uh, video statement, Rogan said he was supportive of Spotify's decision to introduce content advisories, you know, for any show that discusses COVID, making it impossible to know which show was giving good information and which show was lying to its audiences. He also said he wanted to thank the streaming service for being so supportive during this time. In December, around 270 doctors and researchers and healthcare professionals in a range of fields signed on to an open letter calling on Spotify to introduce measures to address misinformation about the virus on its platform. The uh, letter's authors specifically took aim at an interview that Rogan aired with a doctor, a guy by the name of Robert uh, Malone, who has lied about being the inventor of mRNA vaccines. Uh, He said that Americans had been hypnotized into wearing masks and getting vaccinated. Rogan also appeared to discourage young people from getting vaccinated. 
in an April episode and has previously promoted the use of horse dewormer. That would be ivermectin to combat COVID-19 and saying that uh, he was using the widely discredited drug after testing positive himself for the virus. Wonder how that happened. Uh, Rogan has previously insisted that he is not, quote, anti-vax and that he should not be considered a source of medical advice as he isn't a doctor and as he continues to give medical advice over the airwaves. 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. Let me go to uh, Soren in Long Beach. Uh, Soren, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Oh, Soren, do we have you there? Okay, Soren, I guess we're going to come back to Soren. Let's try uh, John in Arcadia. John, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, thanks. Having me on. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. What's up? Hey, I just wanted to know uh, what what specifically did Joe say that he actually lied about? I'd like to know. Did you ever? Yeah, you ever? I've never watched his show. Have you ever watched his show or heard his show? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, he was recently. Uh, there's a, a great clip where actually somebody came on the show and corrected him after he lied about young people uh, getting heart attacks uh, or having blood clots, I should say, after uh, receiving the vaccine. And yes, there is a handful out of hundreds of millions of young men to whom that has happened. But as it turns out, people who uh, actually get COVID get those same symptoms, that same medical condition at a much higher rate than those who actually uh, have taken the, the vaccine. That's just one example. Does that uh, does that help, John? Not really, because that's actually false information that you just said. What's that? that no, no, this actually doesn't, because that's actually false information that you, you just said. I, I gave false information? What's that false information? About, about myocarditis. That, that, that occurs at a, a more higher rate for those that aren't vaccinated. That's so false. Okay. It occurs more. Mm-hmm. For those that have been vaccinated. Okay. Well, you'll have to go. You'll have to go actually look up the clip of Joe Rogan admitting that he was wrong about that with a guy who called him out for it on his own show. And they looked it up in live time and they found out that, yeah, in fact, uh, what uh, Joe Rogan had been putting out there was completely false. No, it's not. That's not false. No. So it's not completely false because you said heart attacks. Mm-hmm. I said myocarditis, so that's two different things. M- you're right, myocarditis. Uh, so that's what we're talking yeah. about. That's what he was uh, referring to. Is that okay? You said heart attacks. So you actually were misinforming people because that's not what they were talking about. Okay. Uh, thank you for correcting me in that case. It was myocarditis. And uh, I do appreciate that you've uh, helped us not misinform Americans. And that you realize that uh, Joe Rogan gave false information out on the airwaves, right? What about all the guys that are falling down playing soccer around the world and have to get these vaccines? Yeah. Uh, thank you for pretending that is true. 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Yeah, see, we will let other people have their uh, points of view on the air, even if they are wrong, but we will correct them when they are, much as, by the way, you can correct me when I'm wrong, uh, as he did uh, concerning myocarditis. Let me go to uh, Mike in Los Angeles. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, Brad and Desi and all the ships. See, I just wanted to note that a mere 97 years after the Scopes monkey trial, 
uh, Tennessee School Board has proved that at least some humans are less intelligent than monkeys. <laughs> but on the traitor front, uh, someone should inform Donald Duck that after QAnon makes him president again, he should not pardon the January 6th rioters because, according to his own attorney, Ms. Lynn uh, Woodhead, they are Antifa terrorists, his bitter enemies. According to... Um, according to who? Uh, who? Uh, who? His own attorney, uh, Lynn Woodhead. Uh, oh, oh, Lynn Wood. That's right. Uh, he has kind of turned on those folks. Uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's going to pardon them anyway. That's what he does. He's uh, not. He pretends to be the law and order president. When, of course, he hates law and order because law and order is out to get him and law and order will most likely get him in one way or another between now and 2024. I guess the question uh, arises, does that make him more or less likely to run for president? I'm sure he wants to pardon himself uh, if he is held uh, criminally liable for a federal law. But for state law, if they get him in Georgia for stealing the election, if they get him in New York for years of tax bank insurance fraud, uh, it doesn't matter if he's president. He does not get to pardon himself. But that's really unfair, Brad, because he's all for law and order when an attorney general can be bribed by him, like the one in Florida, <laughs> to not prosecute. Oh, yeah. There was her, wasn't there? Thanks for your uh, reminder, Mike. It has been a long four years. Uh, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to Fred in uh, in Studio City. Hey, Fred, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yeah, first of all, stop calling it a vaccine, okay? Because it doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. It yeah. doesn't prevent you from transmitting COVID. Yeah. If you have a comorbidity, yeah. if you have asthma, yeah. if you're overweight, if you have poor health, if you can't breathe properly, uh-huh. stay home and let the people like us who are healthy, who are go-getters, let us run the country, let us work, let us make money, and let us push the economy forward. You know, Number two, if you you're know no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Fred, yeah. I'll give you a chance. Let me respond to you, okay? You know that uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of you go-getters have now died because of covid most of whom did not take the vaccine. Yes, it's a vaccine, no matter how much you want to pretend that it isn't, no matter how much Joe Rogan told you that it wasn't. It is a vaccine. The people that created the vaccines, the people that approved, tested the vaccines, the people that approved the vaccines all call it a vaccine. So you can play whatever word games you want, Fred. But it's a vaccine, and the people who didn't take the vaccine are the ones who are dying in huge numbers, like by 99% to one. Are you one of them, Fred? Oh, yeah, I didn't take the vaccine. Are you kidding me? Or the, that whatever that shot is, I didn't take it. Let me ask you <laughs> Why not? If you're so okay. worried, yeah. oh, I don't need it. I'm oh. young, I'm healthy. Hey, listen, every year thousands uh-huh. of people die from the common flu. Yeah. Okay, I didn't hear you ranting and raving about that. I've never taken a flu shot. The one year that I did take a flu shot, it was about eight years ago. I was sick as a dog, but okay. I recovered. Yeah. How, right, how many? Two, how many? Hang on. Hang, wait, wait, wait. One point at a time, Fred. Fred, Fred, come on now. One point at a time. I'll let you come back in. So uh, anywhere from uh, twenty to 30,000, sometimes 50,000 in a given year will die from the flu. How many people uh, died over the past year in the U.S.? We're talking about U.S. numbers. How many people died over the past year uh, in the U.S. from COVID? Nobody knows. 
because every time somebody <laughs> dies from what they say COVID, they have comorbidities. Uh-huh. Didn't Colin Powell just die uh, recently? Okay. He had, like he was, he had cancer, uh-huh. he had all kinds of problems, health problems, okay. but he was listed as dying from COVID. Okay. Because you guys so, fiddle with the numbers. Me, that, we guys, really worried about, we guys wait, fiddle you with hang on, You hang on. If you're worried about COVID, if you're worried about COVID, why yeah. aren't the borders closed? If I'm worried about COVID, why aren't the borders closed? Why are the borders closed? There are thousands of people coming into America, streaming into America without a vaccine. The, Who knows the, what they're carrying? The, the, the vaccine. Fred. 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 I mean, how brain poisoned are you, my friend? They're coming. You know, we have planes for one thing. People can come in through plane in planes. They don't just come over the border. And by the way, the vaccine. Hang on, Fred. Hang on, Fred. Hang on. Put it. Turn them down. Turn them down. Sorry, Fred. If you're not going to let me talk, then I'm going to have to turn you down. So uh, the, 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 the virus is already here, Fred. It has already killed almost a million people over the past two years. Far greater numbers than are killed by the flu each and every year. Oh, Fred, did he quit? He quit. Oh, well. Sorry, Fred. Uh, You know, this is the stuff that guys like Joe Rogan are repeating. This is the stuff that Fox News is repeating. And frankly, you know, if they want to come on the air and they want to debate about stuff that doesn't matter and they want to, you know, pretend that aliens are living among us, uh, you know, UFOs and so forth. That's fine. I don't care. But when you use your own microphone, when you use the people's airwaves to lie in a way and misinform in a way that ends up killing people, yes, I have a problem with that. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, let me go to, who do we got here? Um, uh, Ann in West Hollywood. Hey, Ann, welcome to the broadcast. Oh, man. See, I told you our phones were going to be trouble. 818-985-KPFK. If you uh, got uh, cut off there, just dial back. We're going to try to make it work. Yes, we've been having these problems with the phones for a few weeks. We're working on it. And uh, poor Desi is in there screening for her life. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to uh, Mark in Sherman Oaks. Hey, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, good evening. Good afternoon. Uh, it's very interesting. I, I, I'm a little shocked how fast you went over myocarditis in children. Do you get news from other place than 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 America, which is not news. It's unfortunate. I I get I get news from all over the place, Mark. I'm not sure what you're referring to. I don't just get news. I actually go look at you know the science and the studies, and so forth. So what what's the point you're trying to make? Point is now a serious researcher, not Joe Rogan. Uh, has proven in Europe that myocarditis in children who have 0.04% chance to die from COVID mm-hmm. will maybe lose 10 to 15 years in their life in the future. And you just go over like that, calling everybody Joe Rogan. What if I call you a Bill Gates uh, mouthpiece, or if I call you a Klaus Schwab mouthpiece? How will you feel? I never listened I don't to know. I, do, I, don't. I never voted for Trump. Okay. okay? vaccinated of real vaccines, yeah. okay, then I don't have to take every three months. So you should just a little bit reconsider your tone, because pretty soon you're going to make me believe that if I don't believe what MSNBC say about Ukraine, 
and I'm a, a pro-vote, I'm a Trump voter because I don't believe what's going okay. on from let the me, American Let me respond. Mark, let me respond to you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, so for some reason, you have decided that there is science out there that finds that children, young children who take the mRNA vaccine that was invented about a year ago, was approved and we began using it about a year ago. Somehow, if they take that, they will lose 10 to 15 years of their life. That's kind of extraordinary, uh, given that the vaccines have only been around for less than a year. I'm not sure how you get that math, but. I'm glad you got in your thought. You believe that I am uh, a supporter of Bill Gates and someone else you mentioned. I'm not sure who it is. I'm not sure uh, why you would think that if you actually read the science. But I guess you're reading science that says, oh, uh, it takes 10 to 15 years off the life of, of kids. Is that right, Mark? Myocardis is not new. Myocardis is an inflammation. Ah, okay. So you're saying it causes myocarditis. That's what takes 10 to 15 years off of the life of children. Yes. And 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 that they're getting it at a higher rate if they take the vaccine rather than getting it on their own. Is that right? Scientific and and that they are getting it at a higher rate than those who get COVID, as has been. Yeah. Not higher rate. Children uh-huh. who do not get that vaccine do not get myocarditis, and they get it when they get the vaccine. I mean, come on, okay. Brad. Okay. Proven. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate the call. 818-985-KPFK. Des, have you got the phones figured? I know you're going crazy in there trying to make sense of the phones. You good? Uh, yeah, we're having trouble with the phones, but if people are able to call back in, if they get disconnected, we'll do our best to get them on, okay? There you go. Uh, Suzanne in West Hollywood. Hey, Su- oh man, that was so. Go- oh no, that was my fault. Go to uh, call nine, line nine. Suzanne, there we go. Hey, Suzanne, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. Yourself? <laughs> um, okay, I'm the one who's always asking you, are you happy? Um, <laughs> I have a major problem <laughs> with with Fred. Yeah. Um, Fred seems to think that people who are uh, have comorbidities should just stay home not do anything you know let the healthy people you know go out and conduct their business there's yeah. a couple problems with that yeah one of the problems is that people with comorbidities um that know they have comorbidities which is not everybody um have a right to go out and breathe air and do things like that as well uh-huh. and there's a lot of people who do not know their medical history who could have comorbidities, who think they're healthy, yep. who could go out to Sci-Fi Stadium where I saw a ton of people, like on the news, not wearing their masks, spreading spreading COVID all over the place. Mm-hmm. No, I know. And not to mention uh, those people who wish to go about their lives who aren't worried about getting COVID can also give it to other people uh, who don't, you know, who can't take a vaccine because they're immunocompromised. It's just madness that we are two years into this thing and we still have people who believe this nonsense. But, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine, Suzanne. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. 818-985. Oh, we got to take a break, don't we? I got so excited. 
I was having so much fun, I forgot that we have to take a break. Are you ready for a break? All right, quick break, and we're back with more of your calls, 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. You are listening to the Bradcast. Don't touch that dial. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today. That's bradblog.com donate and thanks. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique, and a swinging hot spot. Seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. It paradise, put up a parking lot. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com taking your calls on all sorts of things. And you see, that's why I put Trump first. And I put, uh, who else did I put first? Uh, Mouse, the story of what's going on with, with book banning. I put that first. Uh, the rogue electors and the attempt to rewrite the Electoral College Act, Electoral Count Act, because I knew once I mentioned COVID and Joe Rogan, the phones would go haywire. And they sure have. And we're happy about that. Welcome back. Uh, Brad Friedman, bradblog.com. Let me go to Charles in Santa Monica. Hey, Charles, welcome to the Bradcast. That's uh, line three. Do we have him? Do, there we go. We got Charles. Hey, Charles. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, Charles. <laughs> okay. We've got Charles, but Charles doesn't have us. Let's come back to Charles. Let's go to uh, Joshua in Pasadena. Joshua. Oh, man. Just my day. Who else can we try? Always uh, Back to Charles in Santa Monica. Hey, Charles. Welcome to the broadcast. Charles is still not paying attention. Never mind, Charles. You would have been good. Our old friend Roger, he's a friend. He's a standby up in Minneapolis. I'm sure he's there on line eight. Welcome to the broadcast, Roger. Hi, Brad. Hi. Hey, are you guys enjoying um, what happens when you take up certain topics mm -hmm. and then it goes live on the grapevine and the Americans for Prosperity funded mm -hmm. troll farm mm -hmm. is hurled at you in a highly industrialized fashion. Yep. Yep. That's what happens. But you know what? If we pretend it's not happening, if we don't talk about it, if we don't have this conversation with, you know, real facts, no, not imaginary doctors that we will slap a label on later, uh, this stuff doesn't go away. It gets worse and worse and worse. And I think you could see that, for example, on January 6th outside the U.S. Capitol what, and, and in the months since when you have millions of Americans who believe the BS that the election was stolen from Donald Trump. Trump. If you don't respond to it, that's what happens. And that's what's happened, obviously, with uh, with vaccines and, uh, and COVID. Well, you have my full support, but I'm very I'm very confident that this is an organized um, um, 
activity for many of these people, and it by no means represents a Vox Populi. Uh, that it's organized to call me this afternoon, is what you're saying? Oh, I'm sorry, Brad, the sound is, is, is okay. waterboarding now. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll pick this up another week. Thanks, Roger. Stay warm up there in Minneapolis. Do I have time for another uh, real quick? Kenny in Fontana on Line 5. Oh, Kenny, welcome. Yeah, I love to... Yeah. I love KPFK, long-time listener. You know, I have a suggestion. Yeah. For those that don't want to get vaccinated, fine, great. That's their choice. But they shouldn't be allowed to go around others where they may contract a virus that could kill themselves or family members at no fault of their own. I mean, let, let's just take, for example, you live with your mother or you have an elderly grandmother mm -hmm. and you come around me and then I give you the virus mm -hmm. and then you go around your mother and kiss her, hi mom, or kiss your grandmother or may have a child with challenges and then they die at no fault of their own. Yep. Is that fair? Of course not. It's insane. It's madness. The fact that pe these people have been told to think that they are smarter than, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of scientists and doctors who have who have uh, peer reviewed studies that have checked each other's work uh, and who are telling us, no, uh, this is very real. You need to get your vaccines. You need to get your shots. You need to wear your masks. You need to stay away from people. No, it is not fair. And it is not fair when they, you know, uh, somebody who's young and healthy gives it to somebody, a young uh, person going to school, the teacher who isn't vaccinated. And then the, the, the young person brings that home to their unvax or to their uh, 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 to their family, their unvaccinated grandmother who can't take it because she's got cancer. She's immunocompromised. No, it's not fair at all. But we got to keep talking about it. Thanks for that call, Kenny. I do appreciate it, my friend. Uh, and I do appreciate everyone who called in. My apologies for the difficulty we've had uh, with our phones today. Uh, I know we got a board full of folks who would have loved to have gotten in. Uh, well, we will try to do it again soon. Thank you. Uh, thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen. Thanks to that new guy running our board today. Greatly appreciated. Uh, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program, you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. You can also drop me email. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, you will find me at the Bradblog. I'll see you there until we see you here next time, hopefully tomorrow. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Yeah.